Hail and well met. Welcome back to another episode of Self Evident. I am your host, Alyssa, and I'm here with two co-hosts, Bryn and Kenna Rose. Okay, today we're discussing current events, and our first event that we're going to be going over is the school district in Arizona that refused to hire teachers from Arizona Christian University for... That's right, they're Christian values. So that's one we're going to be covering. Event two, or topic two, is going to be the co-ed gender restrooms in Illinois. How lovely. Okay, third event, Silicon Valley, seized by federal authorities. Oh boy. Okay, we have a lot to cover (laughs) in this episode. So we're going to be starting off by the school district in Arizona that refused to hire teachers from a scary Christian college. Kenna, do you have anything to say about that. So in late February, the Washington Elementary School District in Arizona severed ties with Arizona Christian University. They had a partnership that had gone for like four years, if I remember right, and they had been getting student teachers from Arizona Christian University. They severed ties with them because their values, according to the school, didn't align. So the board member who voiced her opposition, her name is Tamila Valenzuela, And I read in several places that she proudly identifies as part of the Black, Latino, Disabled, Neurodivergent, and LGBTQ communities. Wow, what a repertoire. Oh, by the way, she also showed up to the board member meeting wearing cat ears. The reasons she was in opposition to the school's partnership with Arizona Christian University is because of Arizona Christian University's core commitments. That's really scary. Now, I'm quoting the Washington Post when they're quoting something Valenzuela said. But she was saying, Part of their values is to influence, engage, and transform the culture with truth by promoting the biblically informed values that are foundational to Western civilization, including the centrality of family, traditional sexual morality, and lifelong marriage between one man and one woman. Valenzuela read, According to her, these values contradict the mission of the WESD, Washington Elementary School District, which is to achieve excellence for every child, every day opportunity. She viewed the partnership between the school and a college, she said, as a direct threat to the safety of the students because it would make kids who identify as part of the queer community feel unsafe. There haven't been any bad experiences that have been reported with these teachers at the school. In fact, One source I read actually said that schools in the school district have been asking Arizona Christian University to send them student teachers because of the servant leadership these students portray. Yeah, real quick, I just find it really interesting that her entire basis is that she postulates on the position that family, traditional sexual morality, and marriage is scary. I find that really interesting that she's coming at it from that perspective. Another board member named Kyle Clayton was also concerned about the fact that the Christian college and its students would be teaching reality with a biblical lens. He said, and I quote, I just don't believe that belongs in schools. I would never want my son to talk about his two dads and be shamed by a teacher who believed a certain way and is at a school that demands they teach through their biblical lens. If you look at this, you can see that all these people, these people who believe these things are saying that it is so important that they protect the children who have the same beliefs as them. 
they have to be protected from these Christian these Christian teachers who do not share the same belief with them. But if you look at all these Christian students who go to the school, they get taught by people who do not have the same beliefs as them all the time. And who are teaching through their unbiblical lens. Yeah, you look at that. It's, it's like it's such a doubled standard when it comes to the difference of beliefs. Another quote I read, I believe I heard this through Albert Muller, but from the school is that because of the college's teaching of scripture that says marriage is between one man and one woman, and the college's biblical understanding of gender, one of the board members said, at some point we need to get real with ourselves and take a look at who we are making legal contracts with and the message that it's sending to our community. Because that makes me feel like I could not be safe in this school district. That was a quote from Albert Muller who was talking about something one of the board members said. So the reason this Arizona school severed ties with Arizona Christian University is because of the fact that the university held firm to Christian values such as marriage being between one man and one woman or that God created gender as male and female and you can't change that. (laughs) And... If you look at the board members of the school, which I did, pretty much all of them do something in the LGBTQ community or identify that way. I think there are five board members. I think three of them I saw in their bios said something about that. And if you you look at this and you see that this is a direct attack against the Constitution and against the First Amendment. The First Amendment is supposed to protect our freedom of speech. And when people are silencing these voices of these teachers and saying, oh, you cannot teach in this school because you do not have the same beliefs as some of the teachers or some of the people in the school. That is silencing their freedom of speech. Right. It's discrimination based on your religious institution, and obviously that's against the Constitution of our great nation. And I also find it interesting that Arizona Christian University said that administrators from this school district have time and time again asked us to send more ACU students because of the quality of our students' work and their love and servants' hearts for all. The school board's recent decision to ban ACU students from serving as student teachers was done for one reason only. Our university's commitment to our Christian convictions, that's wrong, it's unlawful, and it will only hurt the district's students. And I think he's absolutely right. When you only accept teachers that are from a secular worldview, they aren't going to have the same commitment to quality education that a Christian would. And that's just seen in even Illinois numbers. If you look at the proficiency rate of Illinois, and you can go to Illinois Family Institute and look at articles relating to that, and I believe there are podcasts on that on Illinois Family Action's website through their Spotlight podcast, but the proficiency rates across the public school system, even in Illinois, are awful. Saying Christians can't work in school districts because you're a Christian, you're just making your students' lives more difficult yeah. through and that. Most Christians have the morals that are like, do not lie, do not steal, do not cheat. They have all these morals. And if you take all of those people with the morals that are good and are, that are healthy for the society and take them out of the school, you're just going to get a whole flock of students mm-hmm. that just... They don't care if they cheat on the test. They don't care if they tell little white lies or if they tell big lies. They don't care. They're just like, well, it does not matter. There are a couple of things that stick out to me about this story. One of them is just the idea that public school system has really been taken over by those who push this woke ideology. And the thing is, it's an ideology, yes, but it's also more of a religion. And you can kind of see that in the way that it's trying to take over, in a sense. The goal is to basically 
either comply or die. And you can see it in public schools where this is a maybe a little bit bigger an example of what we've seen, but it's starting to happen more and more frequently. And also, if you look at it, they are starting with our youngest. It's like with this whole sex ed that they're trying to put in the schools, they're starting with the children, trying to get them, get the new generation to believe what they believe, to follow what they believe. And they're, we're going to grow up. And, 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 and that's why we have so many people like like IFI who's trying to get people to homeschool their kids, get them out of these public schools that are just trying that that are just in a way mind controlling these kids. Mm-hmm. The second thing that sticks out to me from this story is the idea of the soft erosion of our freedom of religion, because you can see that something like this it wouldn't really have been thinkable that it would have happened even like ten years ago, even like five years ago, probably. But now we're starting to see it more and more often where Christian teachers aren't really able to teach in public schools because their beliefs, it's either get in line with the current ideology or stay silent. Here we have an example of a Christian school not being allowed to send student teachers to the public school because their values didn't align with that of the public school. And you think if there are kids in that school of families who profess to be Christians, what are they being taught? If these board members find this ideology about the LGBTQism so important that they won't even let student teachers help in classrooms because of the biblical lens by which they see the world by, then these students who are Christian students are going to be getting this worldview like pounded into their heads every day. This is almost kind of like a sign for us and for parents to get their kids out of public school, to homeschool them, to private school them, and to teach them the good morals that they should have, like not to lie, not to steal, why why marriage is between a man and a woman, why all of these things are important. Right. That That's absolutely right. And it kind of segues into this story in California where there was a school that rented out their facilities to the public. And one of the renters was a church. And actually, the church ended up getting kicked out because they held biblical beliefs on gender and marriage and guess what the school didn't like that so they kicked them out and they were talking about changing their entire renters policy because of this because they did not want to include churches to use their building and that kind of leads into what Bryn was saying about the importance of quality education for our children and that leads into this next issue which is all gender restrooms in Illinois so in this was brought forth in February, but it's still up for vote. I think it went to the House floor and is moving forward. State Representative Katie Stewart, who is a Democrat from Collinsville, brought forth her bill to amend the Equitable Restrooms Act, which would, her bill is called HB 1286, and it would allow publicly or privately owned venues to convert their multiple occupancy restrooms, so restrooms with more than one stall, into all gender multiple occupancy restrooms. So it would allow a public or private venue with multiple occupancy stalls to take their female restrooms or their male restrooms and turn it into both male and female restrooms. And the law also says that if someone has a all male and female restroom, they cannot build a just male restroom next to it or a just female restroom next to it. The bill states that its purpose is to promote the privacy, safety, and gender inclusivity of all Illinois residents and visitors, which it won't, because I can't imagine there being anything safe from turning restrooms is, into is all genders. Is this bill saying that you have to put 
every single one or is it just like a if you want to you can but then you can't build a woman one next to or a man one so this bill is saying that it may be so it's not something you have to do or the place has to do but as we have seen with sometimes bills like this or things like this when they start something as a maybe sometimes later down the line it gets turned into a have to you were saying that they could do it but then they couldn't build like a man one like a men restroom right next to it or a female one right next to it yeah yeah that's really distressing um you're really taking away any safety any right to privacy that either men or women have um specifically women this puts us in a very vulnerable state and i actually was reading a anecdotal story i saw on twitter this was a while ago, but this young woman was telling her story about an experience she had at an amusement park that she worked at. And she said that at this amusement park, there was this man that worked there. And over time, he was sexually harassing her. And eventually, he tried to assault her and rape her. And actually, to flee and you know run away, she actually ran into the women's restroom. And she knew he wouldn't follow her in there because it was against the policy and men couldn't be in women's restrooms. And he didn't follow her, and that's how she got to safety. And based on that, on her story, she was talking about how scared she is for bills like this because women's spaces are the one place of safety that we have in public. And that being taken away is really scary and vulnerable for us. Yeah, and I mean, we've already seen what happens when Target has taken its men can only go to the men restroom policy and women can only go to the female restroom policy and made it so that men can go into the female restroom and females can go into the men restrooms. I mean, we've already heard horror stories from that. So just this idea that a venue will be able to, if they want to, and we definitely know there are some companies who when they hear this, will probably want to because it sends a signal that they're all for the world and all for the gender revolution Mm -hmm. will be changing their bathrooms so hb 1286 has passed out of committee and is now going to the floor we really need to be praying that the lord stops this bill from being passed so if you're wondering how you can oppose this bill, House Bill 1286, I would recommend that you contact your state representative and ask them to oppose this bill as it breaks down the right to privacy and safety that women and men have in our state. And if you're wondering how to do that, we will include a link in the description box that you can go to. It'll take you to Illinois Family Institute's website, and it will take you to a specific page where you can write a little note to your representative. All you have to do is you have to put in your information. It finds your representative for you. You don't need to track that information down. It will take you two minutes of your time and I highly advise that you do that. So for our last issue that we're going to cover in this current events episode, something happened with the banks. What happened, Kenna? Yeah, so Silicon Valley Bank last Friday was basically seized by federal authorities and shut down and a different bank was put in place by the feds. It's a temporary bank known as the Deposit Insurance National Bank of Santa Clara and transferred all the accounts to New Bank to try to fix this. So basically the story as I understand it is that Silicon Valley Bank, it became the nation's 16th largest bank 
in 2020. Okay. It's it's not considered like a huge bank, but it is a moderate bank. Okay. And it exploded in like 2020 to 2022 because of the fact that it had invested in a lot of tech companies. And during COVID, like it shut down because the interest rates were so cheap at that time, it was really hard for Silicon Valley Bank to make a profit. Okay. And so because the bank needed to so that they could keep, you know, loaning money and having people come, they invested in U.S. Treasury notes, bills, and bonds. Okay. So public debt, I think, is a term used to call it. And they invested about $80 billion, billion into that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So and then inflation happened and interest rates rose. And people heard that the bank wasn't doing super great. So they started pulling some of their funds out. Okay. And... The bank had to sell some of these things they bought, and they were long-term notes, which meant that they gained interest over a period of time, and they wouldn't fully be, like, mature until years down the line. And so they had to sell these off early, which means they didn't get the full price for them Mm -hmm. or, like, the full amount they were worth. They started collapsing. Mm -hmm. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, part of the federal government, went in and took custody of the bank, stopping deposits and withdrawals, taking control of the operation, setting up a temporary bank in their place. The FDIC, so they have a policy in place that says they'll cover up to 250000 There were accounts in Silicon Valley Bank that were literally up to the hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay, so the FDIC couldn't cover it. It was way too much. Well... I, and now I'm just getting into rumors, but I did hear a rumor that like they gave a hint or dropped a hint that they might be something they were doing. I think the big worry is that it's going to become contagious and other banks will start failing as well. I know I've heard the worry that it'll become like 2008. Mm-hmm. With the housing market crisis. But from what I've heard and the research I've done, I don't think that's a big problem that's going to happen. Thank you so much for tuning in into our current events episode. I hope that this was informative for you. And like I said, if you wanted to contact your state representative over House Bill 1286, a link will be provided for you in the description box. And I know a lot of these issues are kind of overwhelming when we think about everything that's going on in our society. But I just want you to encourage you to continually rely upon the protection of divine providence. And as Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Even though our world changes and our society changes, the Lord never changes. And he is always faithful. He is always good. And until next time, this is self-evident. Christians must champion the sanctity of human life, but it's not easy in Abortion Destination Illinois. For fresh insights on winning the fight for life, join the Illinois Family Institute Saturday, March 18th at the Village Church of Barrington for IFI's Pro-Life Worldview Conference. To register, click events at IllinoisFamily.org. Nationally acclaimed life leaders Scott Phelps, Dr. John Diggs, and Scott Klusendorf will offer biblical, common-sense perspectives on how to make the protection of life normal again, even in Illinois. We want to bring it back to the question, what is the unborn? Is the unborn one of us? If so, the unborn should not be killed. If you believe that life is sacred and can and must be protected, then please attend the IFI Worldview Conference. To register, click events at IllinoisFamily.org, IllinoisFamily.org.